Hey everybody, it's Aisha, and we're taking the week off to enjoy the holidays, and hope you are too. But in the meantime, we wanted to share this conversation I had on a recent episode of Studio 360. Host Kurt Anderson and I discussed a piece I wrote this fall about the legacy of Gone with the Wind in the wake of escalating battles over Confederate monuments. Check it out. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And if you don't recognize that scene, I'm betting you're either extremely young or not an American or Amish. Everybody knows Gone with the Wind. It won 10 Oscars in 1940 and is one of the most beloved and successful movies ever made. But these days, we find ourselves in an era of serious Gone with the Wind rethink. Now, Gone with the Wind has been pulled from its annual screening at the historic Orpheum Theater in Memphis, Tennessee, over complaints that the film is racially insensitive. Like with Confederate monuments, which Gone with the Wind kind of is, more and more Americans can't help but see this beloved movie differently today than they did even a few years ago. Aisha Harris is a writer for Slate and host of the podcast Represent. She just wrote a a great article about how movie theaters, TV networks, and schools are rethinking how and if they show Gone with the Wind. Aisha, welcome to Studio 360. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So when you started uh, reporting this, what did you think the nut of this story was? Well, one of the things that I thought was very interesting was the fact that we were even having this discussion in the first place, uh, the the question of whether theaters should be screening the film. And the fact that the Orpheum Theater decided not to, I thought, was um, kind of surprising in, in the wake of Charlottesville. So in the wake of all of that hubbub with the theater canceling, they there were a lot of think pieces about, you know, what should we do with Gone with the Wind? And, you know, a lot of them agreed, well, it's it's a racist movie, but we shouldn't censor movies. Like, that's not a good idea. And generally, I I agree with that. Uh, So my question was, instead of what should we do with them, I want to know what is actually happening. Are they rethinking things in the wake of Charlottesville, and how are they going about doing that? So in Memphis, the Orpheum movie theater, what did they say about why they decided to cancel their annual showing of Gone to the Wind? Even though I wasn't able to talk to them directly, you know, what they did say in other reports was they were trying to appeal to their audience and their neighborhood is predominantly black. So I can understand why you would choose to not show the film in that context. Yeah. And Memphis is a predominantly African-American city. Correct. Yes. Uh, I assume you watched Gone to the Wind as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen it probably in full maybe three or four times in my lifetime. But like when it's on TV or I catch it, I've watched it in like clips and scenes of it. Right. And, And when you first saw it, how did you regard this film? I probably saw it when I was maybe 12 or 13 for the first time. And I remember thinking it was really pretty and being engrossed by it, but also feeling slightly ashamed by the depictions of of the black people in the film. I've always sort of felt that when watching certain movies and TV shows, feeling othered in a way that never felt really comfortable. So I definitely felt that with Gone with the Wind. Scarlett O'Hara's slaves at Tara, her uh, plantation, are portrayed in the film as valued and loyal servants. And here's a clip from the movie illustrating that. Oh, now, Miss Scarlett, you come on and be good and eat just little. No. 
I'm going to have a good time today. And do my eating at the barbecue. If you don't care what folks says about this family, I does. I has told you and told you that you can always tell a lady but the way that she eat in front of folks like a bird. And I ain't aiming for you to go to Mr. John Wilkerson's and eat like a field hand and gobble like a hog. Fiddle-dee-dee. That's Hattie McDaniel and Vivian Lee in Gone to the Wind. Now, that clearly was, was not in anything like a realistic depiction, presumably, of slavery or slave-master relations. At the time, in 1939, the NAACP was objecting, right? What were their objections? I mean, one of the big objections uh, was the use of the N-word, which is prominent in the book uh, that Margaret Mitchell wrote. And, you know, they were successful at getting David Oselznik, the producer, to to leave the the word out. That is a testament to, you know, how things had changed since Birth of a Nation, which was, you know— 24 years earlier, earlier, um, things had shifted a bit. Like, obviously, things were not better. uh, But I think uh, the fact that that word is not in there, and really it's hard to find that word in any mainstream Hollywood movies from that time or even after, I think that's a a tribute to the movie itself. And I think that also helps to keep it as benign as it seems today. If it was in there, I think that this movie easily could have gone the way of Birth of a Nation. Right. People like James Baldwin were very adamant about, like, years later would would continue to call up Gone with the Wind as one of the um, sort of the stains on on black American representation oh, in, in Hollywood. Oh, about that. Oh, yeah, he talked about it a, a couple times. And so Baldwin thought that it was depicting slavery and the Confederacy in too happy a light? Oh, yeah. The whole idea that Gone with the Wind represents for so many people now what the old South is and was. That has become a de facto depiction of of what it is. Black people have, since the movie, since the book came out, have been railing against it. I think now we're just seeing more people who are not black. Yes. Okay, I get your point. Yeah. Um, Hattie McDaniel won an Academy Award uh, for that role. Uh, the first. The black first African American to get an Oscar. And here she is getting the Oscar. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to tell you just how I feel. And may I say thank you and God bless you. You can, you can feel how proud of itself white Hollywood was feeling at that moment. <laughs> yes, even though she had to sit apart from the entire cast that evening at the yeah. ceremony. I was so interested. You talked to a movie critic and podcaster whom you know, Jacqueline Coley, Mm -hmm. uh, who is a big fan. Here's what she had to say to you. And the fact that she got to be a pioneer and win an Oscar. I mean, yeah, they didn't even want to give her a seat. There's aggressions and racism in every single step that she took towards her path. But the fact that she paved a way, I don't think you get to diminish that. Are you with her on that? Yes and no. (laughs) I think I would have been with her on that before I did the piece. Um, But, you know, after talking with Todd Boyd, the USC professor, I feel a little bit more torn in in her performance. And I think I've moved from when I was younger being ashamed by the Mammy character to then being like many other people have become and and looking back on her and saying, well, consider the times, put her in the context of the times. And she gave a great performance. And and now I think I'm back to the middle and feel as though she had a choice and she made a choice. Well, and here here is the professor who moved you toward uh, cutting less slack for Hattie McDaniel, Todd Boyd from the from USC, a film professor. 
it seems as though people now are starting to read it as though, you know, the sort of oppressive structure of Hollywood was such that these individuals uh, sort of forced to play these roles. And, and the problem with that is it ignores the act of uh, individual choice. You know, when I look at these individuals, what I often look at is the fact that um, there were figures like Paul Robeson who didn't engage in uh, performing these stereotypes in the same way or to the same extent that others did. So, you know, there are other people who made different choices. Um, Hollywood created these stereotypes, but the stereotypes would not have been able to proceed if there had not been individuals willing to play them. Uh, That's Professor uh, Todd Boyd. One of my reactions to him is figures like Paul Robeson, there was Paul Robeson. I'm not sure there were a lot of other figures like Paul Robeson who had either the stature or the will or the heroism to do what he did. That's a fair criticism. I guess the other question to ask is like, why is that? Is is it because he was persecuted so much by Hollywood and by America? Um, But I do think, you know, even with all that, she was at the end of the day, she was still playing a mammy character. And there's only so much you can give to that. It was it was a caricature she was doing. Uh, Speaking of Paul Robeson and what he was doing at the same time, actually before, here's a clip of him from Showboat, three years before Gone with the Wind. I presume Paul Robeson was not offered a job in Gone with the Wind, but would would a guy like that have taken? Hey, sure, it's work. Uh, that's what, I actually don't even know if that if he was yeah. ever considered for that role. Probably not at that yeah. point. No, I don't think he would yeah. have taken that. But there you have Paul Robeson singing lyrics written by white people in a Negro dialect. I mean, how should we look at that today? Well, Paul Robeson, when he would sing Old Man River and in later incarnations, would change some of the lyrics that he found objectionable. Yeah. I think there was a line about him uh, about being drunk or something. In later performances, he would uh-huh. change them. Every black person in Hollywood at that time had to start somewhere, right. and you know, Showboat was one of like was where he started. Yeah, so I think that's probably fair. Gone with the Wind is just one of of hundreds of thousands of movies from that era that have racist either are have completely racist as a whole or have a racist moments. Right. Um, there are tons of musicals that have blackface in them. Well, you know what there are, and that have that I never saw as a kid in the more publicly racist 1960s, uh, were these Looney Tunes, these Bugs Bunny things, incredibly racist, that were just taken out of commission before I was even a child. And I I only found out about it and saw as an adult when I, like, got the special... VHS just to see these artifacts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up watching those. My dad would, he had like a collection of them and he showed them to me when I was a kid really? of the Looney Tunes. Yeah, the Looney Tunes one. He was like, the special racist one? Oh, yeah, yeah. He Good was for like, him. These, are the, <laughs> these are the things. This is the and way by that the way, they saw us. Racist about all races. Oh, yeah. Native Americans, yes. black people, Asians, yes, Japanese. Ever, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, Again, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Um, he, he brought up, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's, which has Mickey Rooney in yellow face. Yes, which beyond racist is just a terrible choice for those filmmakers. Yeah, I, I, I will never understand why that's but in yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. and every time I rewatch it, I, I'm, I'm reminded. I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. he's in this. Ugh. Do you uh, worry about the backlash reaction to this, which is people saying, oh, first they come for the statues of Robert E. Lee. Now they're coming for Gone with the Wind. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> to me, I think it's fair to call Gone with the Wind a Confederate monument. Um, yeah. it's, I think 
honestly, a nicer one. <laughs> it, it's a nicer one for sure. I mean, they're fictional characters, yeah, but then yeah. the whole thing is a fiction, and yet people True. treat it as it's True. it's fact. That's right. And so undoing so many years of that is going to take a lot of work. People saying, you know, this is this is going too far. Yeah, yeah. I think, no, I don't think it's going yeah. too far. And, and most people aren't arguing to ban the movie. Of course. They're just saying, let's Look present the context. Yes. Some version of that is an argument that is being made about how Confederate monuments should be dealt with. Not right. taken away and torn down, but... Put uh, in a museum. Put in a museum. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, Aisha Harris, this has been uh, fun and enlightening. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can read Aisha Harris's article about Gone with the Wind on Slate.com, and you can hear more of her wisdom at her podcast, Represent. Hope you enjoyed that segment. Find more from Studio 360 at Slate.com. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.